Good morning. My name is Bob Thomas. I'm one of the pastors here at Stony Brook United Methodist Church. On behalf of our preacher of the day and our senior pastor, Reverend Mary Jo Yackel, and our associate pastor, Reverend Jennifer Casey, who is, this is her last day of vacation, we'll be back tomorrow, I want to greet you and welcome you to a maskless worship in the name of Jesus Christ. And just let me say on behalf of the church, thank you for your very uh, persistent perseverance in compassion as we have tried to care for one another over these last 15 or so months. So thank you for your patience as well. This reminder to all of our youth, if you have youth or you have kids in the neighborhood that you'd like to bring over or send, next Sunday afternoon, 2 to 3.30 will be a picnic and a game afternoon. And this is for all of our youth, and they start at middle school, uh, fourth grade, junior high, and high school. Our adult leadership team for youth are excited. They have a wonderful afternoon prepared. So they, they're looking forward to serving your families and your kids. And we still need some volunteers for the Summer Lunch Club. Remember, this is how we join with our partner churches across the community to make sure there's a warm lunch every day. Uh, some of the times they're cold lunches, but a nour nourishing lunch every day uh, through the summer. And so uh, we're be, we'll be working at Chapel Field, Goshen, and Royal Manor. The time is 11.30 to 1.30, and our date is July the 5th through the 9th. So if you can help either one day or a couple days or the whole week, if you will call Patty Kelly or call the church office uh, and volunteer, we still have some openings and we need your help with that. And now it is my pleasure to present our, our board chairperson, Phil Warner. Phil? Well, good morning, everyone. It, it is uh, great to uh, see you and to see a few more people in the pews. And also greetings to our uh, worshipers online. Pastor Mary Jo, uh, as you all are aware, this is Pastor Mary Jo's final Sunday with us. Um, and I'm humbled as the chair of the leadership board to have the opportunity to honor and bless and thank Pastor Mary Jo for her 10 months of leadership here at Stony Brook. Having the opportunity to work with Pastor Mary Jo behind the scenes uh, in meetings, <clears throat> making decisions around reopening, she's been a steady rock and influence on the leadership board in making decisions where first and foremost, we were most concerned about people's safety but also at the same time, how we can all worship together and keep God in our lives. Pastor Mary Jo, your words have provided us with wisdom. You have guided us with compassion and empathy. And we are great, I am gratefully, I am very grateful for your leadership. <clears throat> On behalf of the congregation, your fellow pastors, the leadership groups, it's my privilege to provide you with these cards and thank you for your time at Stony Brook. I also want you to know that we are sending prayers in your direction as you move to uh, Marion Epworth beginning next Sunday and you will always be welcome at Stony Brook Church. Thank you very much. Hey, Colin. <laughs>
my soul. Will you please join me as we pray together our opening prayer? The words will be on the screen. Fill us with your joy, O God, that our joy may be complete. Plant us like trees, Holy One, that the living waters of your mercy and grace may flow like blood through our veins. Guide us in the paths of righteousness, great Redeemer, that we may become one in your name and that your people may prosper. Amen. Will you stand as we sing together and Pat leads us, Open my eyes that I may see. St. Augustine said, he or she who sings prays twice. You did really well this morning. I believe God's ready to hear our continued prayer. Will you join me? Eternal God, on this Father's Day, we remember how Jesus prayed to you as Father. And now we come to you as our Father. We thank you for your fatherly goodness, always more willing to forgive us than we are even able to ask to be forgiven. Always generous with your mercy, always accepting us for who we are, always calling us to stretch and become all we can be. As human fathers, we too want to be forgiving, but we confess that we find ourselves at times withholding full forgiveness. We also want to be patient, but find ourselves short with our children, unwilling to wait for them to learn and grow. We too want to be accepting and understanding, but find ourselves at times rejecting those we love the most. We pray for every family here this morning, for both father and mother, for, for one parent who must be both father and mother, for parents who feel like failures, for parents who feel guilty. We find it hard to forgive ourselves for, for not being better communicators or better role models or teachers, better at just nurturing our kids. Help us to keep growing and becoming, that putting the past behind us from this day forward help us to strive to cultivate the very finest in us as parents. Accept our thanksgiving for our fathers, their faith, their love, their time spent with us, their encouragement to us, their affirmation of us, their hopes for us, 
and their humanness and give us forgiving hearts if our fathers failed or disappointed us. As our society is opening again to the normal hum of business, sports, recreation, daily life activities, we say thank you for the gift of the vaccine against COVID-19. We are so grateful to be back in worship and to offer our songs and praise and thanksgiving with our brothers and sisters. We ask your healing touch to fall on all those who are sick and suffering today. Give courage to those who need courage as they make tough decisions this week. Send your light to those struggling with the darkness of depression and despair. And equip us as your servants to demonstrate by our words and our actions your love, your forgiveness, your grace, and your hope. Bless Pastor Mary Jo as she proclaims the truth of the gospel for us here today. We pray these and all of our prayers in the name of him who called you Father. And following our Lord's instruction, we call you Father and pray with one voice. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. There is a river in Judea. Sing the song. 
One of the best things about being a part of the life of the church is celebrating how it is that we engage our work. This week is Vacation Bible School Week. Yay? Yay! I have to tell you, I find it mortally hurtful that I'm not going to be here for it. <laughs> I always go to Vacation Bible School because I get more out of it than the kids do. Um, it's important that we prayerfully take a moment to get ready for this. So I want to know if, uh, if we have any children in the room that are going to Vacation Bible School this week. Any children? Are there any teens and adults who are going to help shepherd the program? Got some volunteers that are running and rolling? Anybody who knows somebody who's going to be involved this <laughs> week. Anybody who loves kids as long as they can go home. <laughs> Dear friends, we already had a hymn that had a verse that talked about it. It went like this. Open our mouths and let us bear gladly the warm truth everywhere. Open our hearts and let us prepare. Love with thy children thus to share. Do you know that you already blessed the kids? What I want you to do is I want you to do something really old-fashioned. I want you to take your hand. You can do it up high like I do because I just am excitable. And, or you can quietly do it like this. Face it towards the altar and let us bless this ministry that is about to take place. Lord God, in your presence, we do your work. With our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, we give you thanks that our children and any child we can find will be loved up in such a way that they shall never forget that they are fearfully, wonderfully made and have much to teach the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, and together we say, Amen. Oh, good times this week. This, <laughs> Pastor Bob, this building's going to be active. It needs to be. It's crying to be active, and I'm thrilled for it. As you know that during the month of May and June, we had chosen the passages from the lectionary, from the Acts of the Apostles during the season after Easter, the season of Easter, you focus in on the new church and its birth and its activities. We come to a close with this scripture, especially picked because we kind of thought it might have something to do with Stony Brook. It's about Matthias and the call of Matthias to come in to be part of the 12, that there might be wholeness and continuity and continuation of the ministry. I would ask that you would hear these words from the first chapter. I'll be starting with the 15th verse and then skipping some of those harder verses about our brother Judas who went his own way. That's such a beautiful way of saying his choices. And then we'll pick up with the calling of Matthias. In those days, Peter stood among the believers together. The crowd numbered about 120 persons and said, Friends, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit through David foretold concerning Judas, who became a guide for those who arrested Jesus, for he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in the ministry. So one of the men who had so one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed two. Joseph called Barsabas, who is also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed. 
and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take the place of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? And now, Almighty God, either through or in spite of this, thy servant, speak to these, your beloved ones, who seek the wisdom to pray and the willingness to answer the call. In your name we pray. Amen. On the night of my ordination, the bishop laid hands upon my head and then placed a stole about my shoulders and said, Take thou authority to preach the good news. Though it's been a few years since then, it is something that I literally remember every time on Sunday morning the stole goes on and I place upon my shoulders the yoke of responsibility to testify to the good news. One of the fun things about being a pastor assigned to a new church is to come in and start opening closets and doors and, and after everybody's gone home to come back in and snoop through all the rooms and see what toys are available to be played with. Needless to say, I found myself to the closet of the pastor's study, and I opened up the door, and there were stoles. All kinds of stoles. I went, ooh, we're going to have fun now. I have always thought the ones with the children particularly close to my heart. I also know when I see specially crafted stoles, and paraments, and it did not take me long for me to know that this church loves to celebrate the overwhelming glory of God through how it is that you celebrate on Sunday morning. This is your stole. This belongs to Stony Brook. It will be left here. And it has been a privilege to wear the stoles, to take upon the shoulders the responsibility to proclaim the good news of the Lord. There is an angst in our lives when we try to figure out what are we going to do when change is sitting right with us. It's not new. It is as old as the Bible, and we can stand right with the other 11 disciples as they were looking at each other going, hey, there's only 11 of us. We know that we represent the 12 tribes of Jerusalem, of Israel, and so we need to be 12. What are we going to do about this? And that fear and that anxiety began to come into their hearts. I want you to remember that if you are ever at a point of discernment in your lives to pull out the Acts of the Apostles, turn to the first chapter and follow the template that the disciples have given us. For you see, they got real specific real fast. First of all, they decided that there were specific qualifications that they were going to look for. They wanted to make sure that the person who stepped into the place that Judas left empty would be qualified. Saul baptism was a part of the teachings, the preachings, the feedings, the healings, a part of the going out and the coming in, a part of those who witnessed the ascension after the crucifixion. All of these qualifications. Check, check, check. Just walk with somebody who goes for ordination in the United Methodist Church. You think they had it tough? Man, you ought to see what our folk have to contend with. Your new pastor has been vetted. After the qualifications then came, what options do we have available? How many people can we find? I giggled at this because I knew that in July of last year, you had no options available and you got stuck with me. 
One year was enough, thank you very much. I'm, I'm really teasing, I'm really teasing. Please know I have a much bigger sense of humor than I've let you see. After discussing the options, they went to prayer. Friends, if we don't first, middle, and last always go to prayer, we're going to lose our minds. We're certainly not going to be able to tap into a resource that is so immense we can't even imagine it. They went to prayer, and then they cast lots. They put feet on it. And they said, this is the way it goes. Matthias, you're on. There are some who say that later in the Acts of the Apostles, when the struggle with the widows who were on the outskirts being left out of the caregiving food resources, that it was possibly Matthias's job to make sure that the widows had enough food. You remember that Old Testament mandate that said the widows, the orphans, and the aliens are to be attended to. So it's kind of interesting that maybe it's Matthias' job description to make sure that the widows and the orphans and the others are attended to. Pretty good tool there, what do you think? You like that tool of discernment? I certainly do. At one point in my life, I created my own. Can I tell you what it looks like? This. Out of experience of life, it's good to figure out what you think it's all about. It's good to figure out what the options are. It's good to figure out that God wants to be in it. And then finally, friends, you gotta pick a step and get moving. If it's not the step God wants you to take, God can move you in the moving. There are times that we forget our tools. There is this great story. A country not far from here was obvious that at some point in its deep, deep history was a place of great power, great position, and great wealth. And yet, if you look around at it today, there's almost nothing there. And you kind of scratch your head and go, what happened here? Well, you see, the gift of satellites has come into the present reality. And looking from a satellite position, a way up, up there satellite position, they can see that there are rows in the land. And after doing some thinking and researching and putting their noses into the ground, what they think they've discovered is these rows were irrigation ditches. And what happened was, if you flow water in these irrigation ditches, you can add just enough time because of the warmth of the day, keeping the water warm at night, you can add enough length of time to the growing season to grow the crop from seed to plant to fruit to harvest, enough to feed the mess but somebody forgot to tell the next generation. And after a while, did they not only forget to tell, but nobody knew how tools that allow us to embrace the reality of our lives. Oh, how amazing it is. The tools that the disciples used to make sure that there was continuity from the group that knew Jesus every day to the group that will take the church into the new age to remember, to not forget, to remember how it is that we have come to be who we are and not only how but why. To remember I hope that somewhere down the road, people will say to each other, do you remember that year we had COVID? The day will come. Do you remember that year we had COVID? You know what I learned out of COVID? I learned that there was a whole lot of stuff we were doing that we didn't need to do. And there was a whole lot of stuff we didn't do that we needed to do. The new tools the ways to remember. There once was a church that had a calendar that could fill pages. I'm so glad I didn't have to do the bulletin for that church. 
Finally, somebody at a leadership board meeting said, is everything we're doing faithful? Does everything we do encourage the ministry that God has given us? Does everybody know that we're doing this so the purpose? And so they put a pin in it. And for, by the way, this is not a story Pastor Mary Jo made up. This is a case study. The church put a pin in it. And for one year, they didn't do it. They worshiped. They prayed. They took care of each other. And then they started to rebuild their mission and ministry, asking one question, is this what God needs us to do? Well, dear friends, God just gave you a year. What do we need to do? And I got to tell you, I know your pastor who's coming, and I am so thrilled because I think... Oh, I can't wait to hear from you in a year and see what missions and ministries you have blossomed into, what people are coming to you. I keep saying to you, Stony Brook, you've got a big job, not a needle job. You've got a big job, and God needs you to be about it. I would... I would ask that you would take the encouragement of the Acts in that later passage that talks about the hurtness of the widows who are getting left out. I pray that Stony Brook will continue to never forget the least, the last, and the lost, the widows, the orphans, and the aliens. Had the great joy of taking about 16 teenagers on their bicycles into the Adirondacks and doing a 300-mile trip around the Horn. Anybody know of the Horn in the... Yeah, you got to be from upstate New York to know that. Sorry. It's not hills, sweet friends. We're talking mountains. One of the adults happened to be a woman of middle age, very capable, bicyclist, always last. We'd come into the rest for lunch. She was last. I'm coming. We'd pull in for the night at the church that we were staying at. She was last. After about four days of being always last, during our devotional time, she said, friends, I need to say something. Do you know how hard it is to always be last? Now, the speed demons who were 16 with super do bikes and all that other looked at her as if they didn't understand. And they didn't. In that session, it was decided that we would all pair up and be with her, she would probably be last, but she would not be alone. Oh, and then the day came when she took lead, and all of us had to be patient. <laughs> the least, the last, the lost, the widows, the orphans, the aliens, these are our primary people in our lives. I am grateful for the privilege of having spent a year with you, getting to know your hearts, getting to know the soul of Stony Brook, getting to know the gifts that I will literally take with me. And we are grateful for this time. Friends, there is no doubt that God is with us now and always in all that we do. And as we claim this hymn, Blessed Assurance, I invite you to rise so that we might sing to the glory of God and I get to listen to you again. Sing to me. Let us rise. Listen, sure. 
I give you thanks for the way in which you have shared in the ministry of Stony Brook even through all of this year, offering your tithes, your gifts, and your offerings in such a way that the ministry might happen on a continuous basis. You have provided for salaries, you have provided for cleaning products, you have provided for all that was needed, and we are blessed, amen? In preparation for this service, there, was, there is a litany in the Book of Worship of the United Methodist Church called A Farewell to a Pastor. We'd like to share in that so that we might end things well, so that you might begin things anew just as well. I am grateful for Bill Barter's presence. He is our lay leader and thus represents the ministry of this church. Let us be in this holy time. I thank you, the members and friends of Stony Brook Church, for the love and support you have shown me while I have pastored among you. I am grateful for the ways we have worked together. I ask forgiveness for the mistakes I have made. And as I leave, I carry with me all that I have learned here. We receive your gratitude, offer forgiveness, and accept that you now leave to be resident pastor with Epworth United Methodist Church. We express our gratitude to your time among us. We ask for forgiveness for our mistakes. Our deepening in faith and faithfulness will not leave us with your departure. May we all gratefully accept the blessings and forgiveness that are exemplified in our Lord Jesus Christ. We are released to future relationships, and as we pray for David Huffman, who is now the new senior pastor of Stony Brook Church. Let us pray together. Eternal God, whose steadfast love for us is from everlasting to everlasting, we give you thanks for cherished memories and commend one another into your care as we move in new directions. Let us keep us one in your love forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we all say together, Amen. Amen. My brother, I return to you the privilege of wearing stoles of Stony Brook Church. And I take with me my ordination stole reminding me that I am in my membership, a part of the West Ohio Annual Conference, willing to go and serve wherever the bishop sends me. Amen? Amen. Will you place that upon the shoulder? And now will you receive this benediction that is traditional in my lifetime, in my serving for many years. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. And may he cause his countenance to shine on you and be gracious unto you, gracious unto you, amen. And it is finished, amen. <laughs>